This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 38. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I am joined once again by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. How are you, Lisa? Oh, wait, what were we going to say? How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? I'm sure. Or, that sounds so terrible. I hate yeah. that. Why did you suggest that? That's, that's horrible. Uh, I'm overruling yeah. you. Oh, you know what? I am never better. How are you, Lisa? I'm also never better. That's good. Hey, <laughs> I've converted you. That is awesome. All right. This is a show about the art of colored pencil, where we discuss tips, techniques, shortcuts, and all the nitty gritty of this medium that we love so much. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Derwent's Ink Tense Pencils. I love these pencils. Me too. These are, when I start a portrait drawing in colored pencil, the first pencil I grab after my initial layout is the Bark pencil or the Deep Indigo of the Inktense pencil line. I love them. And that's what I, I use a grizzly method and I uh, color in all of my uh, shadows with it. And I just get that initial layout done with that. I love these pencils. I use them by themselves and again, also love them. Like seriously, yeah. we're getting married. It's going to be really awkward because I'm already married, but, you know. So what are Ink Tense pencils by Derwent? They are not watercolor. I have to stress that because everyone seems to misunderstand. Well, the thing is, um, okay, so they're, they're not watercolor. I, gr- I agree with that. But on the Derwent website, I mean, they say uh, Derwent Ink Tense pencils are our best watercolor pencil ever. They're I mean, water-soluble they ink, and I think well, you need people need to understand. Yeah, that's and I true. think they've got it mislabeled. Then, if they're writing that on their but website, but that's what they, they wrote, wrote on there. I'm just saying yeah, that's they what shouldn't they wrote. write it that way at Don't all. Don't shoot the messenger. I just said. <laughs> all right, so, they are not watercolor. Watercolor so lift. Yeah, these do not lift. These are permanent when dry, which is part of right, why I think right. they're so awesome. Yeah. Not being watercolor doesn't mean they're lesser than. They're just a different medium, and that's a very important distinction to make because they are a very unique product. You're not going to get them get this product in any other brand. And so that's part of why the like later on we'll talk about the light fast issues. This is part of why I'm okay with dealing with that because you can't get it by any other brand. It is so unique to Derwent. Right. Very awesome. Not watercolor though. Yeah, well, but but the results are virtually very, very similar in the way that you uh, can use them. Similar, are very similar, but not exact. There are definitely still some differences. Again, in that these are permanent when they're dry. The way that you can layer well, with these that, are not the same well, as what that, you would layer that with That piece watercolor. of it is true, yeah. Okay, so well, so let's talk about that. They can be used with a lot of different um, surfaces, and they can be used with other mediums as well. Mm-hmm. And you can, they can be used dry or you know, with water or without water. Yes. And they lay down very, very smoothly, uh, even without applying water. And that's the way I use them. I use them dry. And I, the reason I love the way they lay down, they're so velvety. 
uh, that mixture, that dried mixture there, whatever that is, that waxy mixture is so good. It just it lays down that pigment just comes off the the yeah. uh, the pencil so now, well. Now, what you guys need to know with him saying this, his pencils are super, super sharp when he's working. Mine are super not. Sharp. So mine don't feel so velvety as I work. But the way yeah. that you're working with your pencil but you is going to make a up. difference. Then you chew. Yeah, that's true. And I use that super point. Uh, manual pencil sharpener, and I get a real fine point on them. But they and they chew the, the depending on the support you're using, but they can be you know th- they dull very quickly. And then mm-hmm. I just use you know an emery board or sandpaper and yeah. create another fine point on them a little bit more. But you can uh, to go a little bit uh, longer. But you can still get very good even solid coverage with these pencils that I just can't get. With hardly anything else, and that's the reason why uh, I prefer using those for my uh, shadows, my when my initial layout. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's so let's um, talk about these differences then between the blocks and uh, the pencils, Lisa. I think you've done a video on that, and you've used those a lot more than I have. I do have yeah. a small set of the blocks, and I liked them, but you've done a couple of videos, right? On on yes. uh, the blocks. So talk about yeah, that for a I second. use the blocks and the pencils in combination with each other. You don't have to. If you only want to work with one set, I usually will tell people get the blocks first because I think that they're much more versatile. With the blocks, you can apply it directly to the paper with the block itself. But because these are not sharpened, that it's a very blunt end, you end up with this very grainy look. And even when you add water on top of it, you still have that gritty, grainy feel to it. So what I do instead is take my paintbrush and apply water with the paintbrush to the block. So I'm making an ink mixture in a little well on a palette. And I apply that ink mixture directly to the paper that way. And you can get such great smooth finishes or smooth looks by making that mixture yourself. You can get fine detail by using a smaller liner brush. You can get the bigger you know, fill in larger areas by using a larger brush. There's just so much you can do with those blocks that those are would be if I only could use one, I would go with the blocks over the pencils, but they work so nicely together that I love them both. That's awesome. And when you lay that down, when it dries, it is permanent. It yes. is there. It's on there. And You're so you can layer on top of it. You can do so off. much with the layering without yeah. affecting the previous layer. So you can do a lot of glazing techniques with this that you wouldn't do quite the same in watercolor. Now with the pencils, I personally use the pencils just for finer detail because you can sharpen like we said with you. You sharpen them to a fine point. And you can do the little detail and then choose. Sometimes I'll go over it with water. Sometimes I won't. Usually I will. But you can blend that out so that it's very smooth. I mean, there's just so much you can do with these. But they work so great together. So I usually will block in everything first. My whole base layer on everything is done with the blocks. And then I go back through with the pencils for finer detail and cleaning stuff up. Yeah, I I like that uh, video that you did um, using using all of these. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes for sure. You know, there's there's a lot of artwork that you can look at out there on uh, the Inktense pencils. And some of it just isn't all that great. It doesn't seem like... I feel like look people all that don't good, realize don't what know. this it's, medium can accomplish. Yeah. Because you don't I mean, see a lot of artists working in it. Or if they do, they feel like it's just... They feel like it's just kind of a beginner thing and it's going to be looser and messy. You can create as much detail as you want. I mean, you can technically get photorealism if that's your goal. Yeah, that flamingo you did. Wasn't it a flamingo? Yeah, Yeah, that that was very detailed. And And that was really um, my only my second time ever touching those pencils. Or and it's just a very rich pigment too. So you're saying that it was the 
the learning curve, uh, there wasn't really one. Yeah, era. I mean, it was really, just, it was very easy. Took, took I did really one quickly. that I did first with the Smart Art box. They had sent me a, a oh, yeah. box of just the 10, or I'm sorry, the 12 blocks. And that was my first experience. So I got that bit of an idea on what these can and can't do. So then when I went to my Flamingo, I mean, the Flamingo is not my best work in, that I've ever done. But considering that it's only my second time working in that medium, I felt it was actually, I was happy with it. It was really good. So, Lisa, I know you got some tips now for working with ink tints. Uh, why don't you go ahead and cover those? Okay. Well, first thing you want to know is when these are wet, the colors may be very different than when dry, especially the white. Well, the white block is so, so opaque when it's dry, but as you're applying it, it looks like you can't see it at all. Let it dry, and I will use a hair dryer to dry this. I work on watercolor paper, and it I don't typically stretch my watercolor paper or size it, so I just tape the edges down, and as my paper, if it starts to warp, I take the hair dryer, and it dries all back into place. This also will help speed the process along if you are waiting for your first layer to dry. But the white, I love. This is one of those get some extras of because they are just, I use it so much. But it is really opaque. So if I have an area that I completely messed up, I can take white, go over it, and then put the color I want on top. So that is a great, great thing with these, but something to keep in mind because it may dry looking a bit different than it looked like when it was wet. So you've just got to get the hang of that. I would recommend make yourself a color chart before you start. A little sample of this is what the pencil looks like dry. This is what the pencil looks like wet because the end of the pencils are really bad about the color. It'll tell you it's one color and when you actually hit the paper, it's nowhere near how it's marked on the pencil. So definitely do a little sample. I always keep a piece of scratch paper next to me as I work in addition to having color charts, but I keep that scratch paper so that I can test each color before I hit my paper. So that prevents a lot of mistakes. My favorite paintbrushes to use with these are Taclon Bristled Filberts, Liner Brushes, Rounds, and Flats. And I've got a few other brushes in different types of bristles that I use, but those are the main ones that I, I use. I recommend though, try out several different types to see what works better for the technique that you're trying to do. Because different textures you may want, you may want a brush that's more stiff or more soft. So definitely just play around with some inexpensive brushes. You don't need to spend an arm and a leg on these. My next tip would be if you are mixing an ink mixture from the blocks like I was talking about earlier, get yourself one of those cheap little plastic acrylic palettes that have the little water wells all the way around the edges. You can mix your, your colors in that. And as those colors dry, if they dry up completely but you want that color again and it's still dried up in the pal palette, you can add water and it will kind of reactivate it and you can continue working with what you previously mixed. So that's pretty handy. Um, the next thing would be that these colors tend to be pretty bright when you, you look at them by themselves. I've seen that complaint from people that they just look bright and unnatural. You can tone down certain colors like some of the bright greens by mixing a red or and mix a complementary color with it and you will get a much more neutralized tone. So they may seem bright by themselves, but that because they mix so well and layer so well, you can work with any color palette that you really are wanting to have. So you can get very natural, very muted colors if that's what you want. Okay, let's go ahead and take a break, Lisa, and we'll be right back. Now, one thing that I always turn on when I'm sitting at the drawing desk is Audible. What about you, Lisa? Yep, I'm the same. I'm actually listening to Chronicles of Elantra for about the 20th time. Oh, wow. Love those books. I found one I really like here recently called The War of Art. Have you heard of it? By Stephen Pressfield. No. Uh, every artist ought to listen to that one. That is such a good book. So it doesn't sound like one of my fantasy stories. I think I'm out. <laughs> no, it probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, actually. 
So we have got, we've teamed up with Audible. We have got a great deal for our fellow colored pencil artists. If you go to audibletrial.com slash podcast, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, any book you want to choose from, and they have over 80,000 titles to choose from across a number of genres. So any book that you decide that you want to try out, you get to keep that book forever. Even if they cancel, Lisa, on day 29, they won't be charged anymore. It's a 30-day And 30 it's super easy to cancel. Trial. That's something that you should know, too. I've canceled my account and then reactivated it and then canceled and reactivated it numerous times. It is so easy to do. It is not like a gym membership where they're going to keep trying to get you to come back. Yeah, exactly. So to sign up, just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast. All right, and we're back. So any negatives, Lisa, then with these pencils? You and I love these so much. What would you say are any kind of cons. The only negative for me is that they are not light fast when you've added water. Depending on how much water you've added, the less light fast it's going to be. And Derwent is working on coming up with a good way to test this to have a better idea of how light fast they are, but it's kind of hard to judge because it depends on how much water the artist uses. But even or uses, even dry though, they're not terribly some of them are light yeah. fast when dry. But yeah, not some a of lot them of them aren't, though. Yeah, that that is true. That is uh, a pretty big con in a lot of respects. And there is a a light fast ink tense light fast document that you can look up online. I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, it's a PDF that you can download. Uh, it lists the light fast rating that they give each of these. And yeah, uh, to your point, there's um, there's some areas of concern <laughs> there. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen work where people posted photos scale. of the before and after, and the fading it can be pretty intense. So what I'm actually going to be doing, I contacted Derwent and asked them if they had a spray, a UV protecting spray or something like that that they would recommend. They said they would look into that. So they know that that is a concern of ours, but this is a fairly new product, so mm-hmm. I'll give them some time to work on it. It's been around since, I believe, 2006. So that's pretty new for an art medium, a new medium. Yeah. So that, you know, again, I'll give them that time. But in the meantime, I am going to be doing my own testing. I'm going to test this. I'll let you guys know when I get have a little bit more results. I'll wait till the summertime when I actually have sun. But I will definitely let you guys know how that goes. So for now, I don't offer any of my ink tense paintings available for sale because I'm using water with all of mine and I'm using colors that are not light fast at all. So everything that I'm doing, I make prints of, but the originals I'm keeping because I don't feel comfortable selling something that has such a good chance of fading until I'm sure that I can get a UV spray or UV glass to really protect it. So yeah. that is something that I'm going to test. Again, I will let you guys know, but I yeah, still use lighter. them anyway because they are so fun to work in. They are so unique. There aren't any other alternatives. This isn't something where you think, well, I'll just go to this company because theirs are more light fast. That isn't the case here. These are yeah, completely unique right. to Derwent and they are so enjoyable to work in. They are absolutely one of my favorite mediums now, which I was definitely not expecting because I was never a huge watercolor fan myself. Uh, just I was terrible at it. But with these, with them being permanent, I just love them. So that's why I'm going to use them, even though they're not light fast. I just will not sell the originals until I know that the UV glass may work. And it's it's kind of neat looking at the um, the little chart that they give you here. They have it color-coded to indicate the color of each of these and some... Uh, variation of that color, I guess, with some lightning. And I'm guessing that that is um, supposed to be um, indicating the water that you might add to them. But 
Uh, yeah, most of those lighter colors are not going to be very high on the blue wool scale. So they, uh, in translation, they will not be uh, light fast. Another thing that they do that's kind of cool on this chart is they have the available sets that they come in uh, color-coded, uh, like the red uh, circle uh, indicates a blister of six in a set. The yellow is uh, in the 10 of the 12. So things like that. That's kind of neat. And the ones that I really like, the the deep indigo, that comes in every set, and uh, so does the bark. And those are those are just I, I love those, and those darker colors are uh, more. They're light fast. They're they're like an eight rating. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. eight, and yeah. which which I'm glad and about you're not that. Using I really water, like that. So you don't and have you're not to worry using about water that. You either. can sell your work. Yeah. Now the other thing about it is you cannot get anything off once you put that on. It's very very difficult, yeah. next to impossible, to remove any uh, of that pigment from from your uh, supporter paper and to the point that we made earlier there this is very very permanent i mean yeah, be they, careful what clothes you're wearing while you paint in them because yeah. you may think that it's not a problem that this isn't a messy medium but i dropped that paintbrush on a very nice top and got a big line of white going down it so now it looks like there's toothpaste that i drooled all over myself even though i didn't so be careful what you choose to wear sure. it will stain your clothes if you do make a mess or your carpet or anything like that so just be aware of that when they come out with the, the – Derwent has these little grippers that you can put on the blocks. Um, you know, the thing is, I mean, the permanence of these is so good. In fact, you know, they're used on cloth and on material. So, I mean, that's that's something you can do with fiber art and that kind of thing. You mm-hmm. can – you can. Yeah, uh, I actually used it to paint on a decorative fan. Yeah, that's kind of neat. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it sticks to everything. And these are available in sets of 6, 12, 24, 36, and 72. And Derwent actually sent you a wooden box of the 72 set. Is that Yeah, they sent me the full set of the blocks and a full set of the 72 pencils in their really nice wooden box. That is so nice. It was. That's awesome. Oh, they're so nice. I love them so much. The other nice thing is now they are available in open stock from a lot of the better fine art stores. Uh, I really like that. I yeah, just so that was my first thing when I used these when I was working on my indigo. flamingo. One of my big concerns was as I started to work on this, I was like giddy happy. I was having so <laughs> much fun with that flamingo. It was just like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. So as I was working on there, I had that sudden panic of, oh my gosh, what if I can't get these open stock because they're you know the black and the white. I know I'm going to go through like crazy in addition to some of these other colors. Did you? So have a I logged in. Attack? I had to stop almost. I logged into Dick Blick that night and saw what they had available and that same. Same night, I ordered a bunch of the white and black in the pencils and the blocks, like a lot of all of these, because I'm like, I have to have them stocked up. But, oh, I was so relieved and so happy because that would have definitely been inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, you can't wait for a, a shipment to come in. Yeah, well, so, even if they weren't available open stock, I mean, you can't just order a whole set every time you run out of one pencil. No, no, right. Yeah, so the other nice thing, though, is, you know, you can go to Dick Blick or Jerry's Artorama and you can get... I think you can get all of these, it looks like, Lisa, in um, uh, individuals, mm-hmm. um, which is, is kind of nice. And those will run around a buck fifty to a little over two bucks, depending. And I think on Dick Blick right now, they're uh, around $1.64 in the United States. Um, and uh, then the sets, they vary in price from, I mean, the cheapest set, eight sixty or eight sixty five. To all the way to one hundred and and uh, one hundred three dollars for the seventy two set, 
So they're a and little you can bit. Get, if you're tempted just to try these out, pick up a set of 12 of the blocks right now on Dick Blick. They're like $6, or last time I checked anyway, they were like $6.28. Mm, I've seen nice. them as much as like $12 or $15 seems to be a more average price. So that may have been a sale price I saw. But they're so inexpensive to try. Just get yourself some decent watercolor paper. I'm using the Fabriano Artistico Extra White Hot Press 140 pound watercolor paper, although I am sometimes using the 300 pound with the ink tents now. I've been playing with that. It's a very smooth paper. It's a heavyweight, nice, nice paper. So I've been using that a lot, but you do want something that's a bit more heavyweight than some of the thinner papers if you are going to be using water. So definitely keep that in mind. But like I said, you can get that 12 set of the blocks. If you're only gonna do one to try it out, I would do the blocks over the pencils just because with the blocks and a paintbrush, I think you can do a lot more like I was talking about earlier. But it's so inexpensive to try out. And honestly, I have so much fun with this medium. The other thing, the other only other real con, Lisa, that I would have is that the the lacquer finish on the pencils themselves are this dark navyish kind of blue, and then there's a little strip down at the uh, the bottom of them that kind of indicates the color, but it, it's not real descriptive. Um, and then they have gold lettering though on them, so you can see what the color is. Um, that'd be my only con. And then the barrels of the pencils are a little thicker than a typical pencil. But, I mean, that's not a big deal at all. Yeah, my bigger issue there is just that the colors don't tend to match what color. When yeah, we talked about that they earlier, don't. they don't match. And so that's where you really want to make that color right. chart. So if you have an idea or a scratch piece of paper where you can test them before you hit your project. All right. So if you guys would like to continue the discussion, you can head on over to Facebook and post your question there under the Colored Pencil Podcast group. And if you like the show, you can do us a really big favor by going into iTunes and giving us a review and or a rating. We would really appreciate that. Tell someone else about the show. And we would appreciate that as well. You can contact us at podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And thank you very much for joining us again today. And we will talk to you guys again next week. I do want to point out these aren't real colored pencils. No, yes, they are. They are not. They are. They aren't. They just R2. really aren't. R2. No, they, they R2. Just, Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. Are you eating oh, chips? that'll pick up on it. Yes. Yeah, thanks for telling me that. What was no, that? Oh, no, I'm not eating chips. No, this, the, I have my pencils out and I was putting them over here on the table. Oh, <laughs> that makes more sense. I think, oh, I don't even know what I just said. You can just cut it out. So I took all that time to write out these notes and you couldn't even look up your notes for your link. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you, John. I was looking at other things. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> And I'm using the Fabriano Artistico Extra Whites, the hot press. So I'm using a very smooth paper, but it is it, that needs a shorter name. You did, you did like a porky pig there. I'm using the the Fabriano Artistico, the extra the hot press. Yeah, let's, <laughs> you let's try did that again. Stutter there. Okay, <laughs> would be to mix your ink mixture. If you're mixing that mixture, sorry. You're done with the colors um, can be muted to add complementary yeah. color, right? Okay. And then let's just do that, and then we'll talk about any negatives. Okay. How's that? And then we'll wrap up.